Hey guys, it's Jabroni. We are ready to go hot with this week's edition of the Loki and Jabroni Show. We're going to talk a little serious stuff. We're going to have a little fun. But most of all, we just want to remind you that we do this for you for free every week. So let's get the plugs in now. While you're staring at a black screen that says, Meanwhile, at Valhalla Studios, go to www.lokiandjabroni.com. Click some of our fabulous affiliate links. Buy some WWE gear. Buy some stuff from Amazon. Heck, if you want to, buy me some birthday gear. It's only a month away. Or buy Loki some birthday gear. It's only two weeks away. Christmas is seven weeks away. So why not buy something for your kids? Seriously. After the show, go to www.lokiandjabroni.com. Do all your shopping through our affiliate links. And that's all I have to say about that. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, once again to the East Coast GOAT Podcast, if not the GOAT Podcast of everywhere. It should be the GOAT Podcast of everywhere. Of everywhere, of everywhere. Ireland, Saudi Arabia, where were the countries? China. Mia Khalifa's vagina. Douchebagistan, Mm -hmm. wherever. Fuck it. So uh, what's going on, man? Uh, You know what? I'm pretty good. Um, Sad news, if you're a sports fan and it's not sports related, we'll run that gimmick later. But uh, earlier today, Roy Halladay. Died in a plane crash, 40 years old. Former pitcher for the Phillies, uh, the Blue Jays. Uh-huh. He was wow. a Yankee killer. He was a Red Sox killer. Uh, this guy was really good. From what I understand, a really good guy. Reports are coming in slow, but I read that just before I left to come here, and uh, it was pretty heartbreaking. Young guy, 40 years old. Um, I know a lot of you guys are younger and might say, oh, 40, he's an old fuck. Well, in baseball terms, yes, but as a, as a regular human being, I mean, we're in our 40s. Um, I know well, Ed's knocking on 40. Man. Yeah, and I'm... You know, no, I'm 40. Oh, that's right. You just turned 40. <laughs> exactly. I, was like, I didn't get to sing to you this year. It's like, nice, dude. That, that ended up being a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it. However, um, yeah, real, just real sad. I wanted to throw that out there as the first what's on my mind. I'm sure I'll have a second one. Guys, just so you know, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is addictions in sports, we have a debate. I got an... I got a phone call earlier in the week from a gentleman who doesn't want to be named until he calls in, wants to debate our frequent contributor, Super Millennial Man. And from what I understand, Cletus is going to moderate the debate. We got Cletus to get a burner phone so because he doesn't want the government tracking him. Cletus got a burner phone, and he's going to call in, and he's going to moderate the debate. I, I still think it's bullshit. I think Cletus lives off the government. I, I, I want you, to. You I know, just want to say this right now. I have my suspicions. No, I, I do. I, I don't think he's as green as he says he is, and I don't think he's living off the grid as far as he says he Quite is. Quite possibly not. Uh, let's me. throw some hellos. Hello. I Drew have DeCarlo. his mom's address. <laughs> oh, right. so, no kidding, right? Yeah, that's where I you get your government cheese oh, and man. whatnot. Uh, let's say hello to Drew DeCarlis, Tim Cressy, Matt Pistol, Julie Handelman. Thank you for joining us. Oh, hello. See if you're live streaming with us. You get to see this stuff. If you're audio only, where are you on Tuesday nights? This is the place to be. But also, 
Go download us on iTunes, Google Play Music. If you download us on iTunes, leave that five-star review. Help us out. We got a couple new reviews this week. We got a whole slew in the last two weeks. Did you see yeah, the Facebook absolutely. blow up? Love it. Love it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. Going on, going on. He's going on Twitter right now. Twitter right now. Yeah. Okay. Now, from what I understand, we're only streaming on Facebook. Oh, yeah, we're only on Facebook. Today. Oh, never mind. So no, no need for the twatter today. Okay. Nice. Uh, little secret. You guys can do this, too. I'm speaking of Eddie and Mike. I'm not speaking to you guys, although you could do it, too. Invite your friends to like the page. I went through, and I know we all did it in the beginning. And a lot of these were organic, but I think about maybe 15 of them were just me going through and invite, 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 invite. Once they like the show... They're in, and we just got a new viewer, Julie Handelman. Hey, Chris, Booze Day Tuesday. You know what? Swig a beer to you, Julie. Beautiful. Beautiful. I just called Julie Julie Handle person because I didn't want to offend anybody because her name is Handle Man. So just to be politically correct, I created Handle Person, and we've run with it. What's it been, Julie? 18 years, give or take? I don't want to blow, blow you up. Who knew you would be politically correct back in the Me? day? Me? Never. Like, that's oh. amazing. And it that's, was a goof. That was the whole point. It was a goof. It was like, oh, I can't call you Handle Man. It would, it would piss somebody off. But so, Booze Day yeah, Tuesday yeah, is exactly right here on the Logan Jabroni Show. It's what we do. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, AJ Styles is the new WWE champion. Fucking spoiler fucking alert. A, fucking Jesus. A. <laughs> That's a good thing. We got AJ hanging out in the studio right behind us every single week. Those of you all have been waiting for this, uh, over in the UK, we have a, we have a little uh, inside insider worm. I was almost pissed off. <laughs> because last night I caught the last hour of Raw, right? And they're like, oh, here it comes. You know, we're having... Oh, that's just gorgeous, Eddie. Thank you. Oh, wait wait till we get to the great debate. That Fuck is. him and his vest and his suit and tie. God knows why he was dressed up. Anyway. God knows. God knows. But I'm watching Raw from Manchester. Little do I know it's not live. I just thought maybe, hey, really? They're, gonna, they're going live from Manchester. Until I did the math and... Good granny. Here we go. You know, you pick on me sometimes. Oh, my God. That was my eardrum. I know, right? I'm deaf in one ear, so it all goes to this one. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. What? what? I can't hear you exactly. guys. So they say, tomorrow night's going to be Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles for the championship. I'm like, oh, looking forward to it. I'll be home by 9, 930. The main event goes off. I can see a good match. I don't care who wins. I, I, I got no dog in the race, although I'm a big AJ Styles fan. And when you told Absolutely. me, I was like, well, hot shit. I don't got to watch SmackDown now. Fuck that. That's awesome. Good job by you, spoiler WWE. <laughs> See, okay, dumb thing. If you're going to tape your show, don't give it away. And if you're one of those idiots, not that you're an idiot, I, I don't, but if you're one of those idiots that trolls the sites and you don't want to know what happens, don't fucking troll the sites. Dude, it's, Bruce Pritchard told us that. Look, it's, it's remember, remember two years ago when the new Star Wars came out? And people had tickets for that. I, I shut off my Facebook Good. specifically for a week. Because, Good. dude, you can't get away from spoilers. You can't. Like, no matter how hard you try, if you don't want to know the answer, take yourself away from that Don't seek shit. the Com- answers. Not, well, don't, not even don't seek the answers. Literally, just don't even put yourself in a situation where you could be, like, rolling down and then, boom, it's it's going to be there. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, no, don't just don't do it. Just don't do it. You know. While we're doing this, I, I just want to say, producer Eddie Focus is watching a rival podcast on his phone. <laughs> no, I just I got the alert and I shut it off. Not just a <laughs> rival podcast, the <laughs> rival fucking podcast. Hi, Stacy. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. This oh, is what you yeah. miss if you listen to us on audio only. This is what you miss. We go off usually about six thirty, give or take, on a Tuesday night live on Facebook. More often than not, on Twitter as well. The YouTube channel. Same, same. 
this is what you miss. You get to miss the shenanigans and what I'm seeing something, but I don't see anything. It's like peeking behind the curtain, man. It's like seeing Superman put on the suit. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. But the bucket of gimmicks, too, man. I'm fucking excited. I see it. Because on December 9th, we're bringing the bucket of gimmicks to Ella Grasso Tech in Groton, Connecticut. Yes. For Constitution State Wrestling Part 2. Part Your main event two. is Brutal Bob Evans. I have I, I stopped myself until here, but now I want to make a joke. He makes the best biscuits and gravy ever. Wait, wrong Bob Evans, huh? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> okay. Yes. Brutal Bob Evans against former WWE superstar Adam Rose. It's going to be a fantastic event. $10 in advance, 15 at the door. A couple bucks off if you bring non-perishable food items. There'll be vendors. There'll be great wrestling entertainment. And doing the commentary once again, yours truly's. The three of us, the Loki and Jabroni show, the best so three man you, commentary. So, so, so if you, you don't watch last year on the page, if you go through the videos, it's still yeah, out there. Exactly. See right there. So, see so if you don't have, uh, you know, say, say the 10 bucks to shell out right now, just on your way there, drop by Wally World and grab yourself a couple beans or whatever. 39 cent can of cream corn gets you a couple bucks off the ticket. Exactly. Exactly. You know, too easy, Drill Sergeant. Come too on. Easy. Come on. Don't don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Go at the door. Get 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 the time in and actually give it to a good cause too. So. I, I, I might have hijacked your point. What do you think about the AJ Styles Ginger Mahal gimmick? I'm I'm actually shocked. Really? I'm actually as sh- am I. I I for different reasons. I, I I knew obviously the Ginger Mahal thing wasn't going to go on for very long. I knew like you know he he's he's been riding the gravy train pretty nicely. He's been doing well though. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I knew he was going to slip up. You know, I to be honest with you, I didn't think it was going to be AJ. I thought they were going to try to push watch his face one more time. Uh, fucking Roman Reigns. I'm 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 happy as shit that it's fucking AJ. I am. I like AJ. Here here's my problem with it. It is if you've been watching in the last few weeks, they have been pushing Jinder versus Brock real real hard. Unfortunately, what I think happened once again there is you just can't sign. I like Brock. Did they lose faith in Jinder? No, I think they lost faith in Brock. I think Brock, I to be honest with you, I think they probably went to go sign this and Brock was like, "Nope, sorry man, I'm busy." Okay. No, I can I can <laughs> I, I I saw your point until you made that last statement. AJ Styles could wrestle a paper bag and get a five-star match. I agree. Jinder Mahal, maybe not. So, if you want someone that can carry Plundering Bumble. He he does the Power Man thing, which is great. The, the Goldberg thing, the Kevin Owens thing. But Kevin Owens can work. The Kevin with, Nash thing. Right. Brock is that guy. AJ could work with anybody. AJ could work with us and get a five-star match. He's that good. Oh, absolutely. So I take that into consideration. A- AJ could run, could go against the, the Wizard of Oz. With the curtain or without the curtain? With the curtain. With the he could fight the curtain and get a five-star <laughs> match. Let's be honest with each other. Back. All right, Ed, get he, off the other he podcast. He could even fight Kevin Nash as Oz. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Ed, do you have anything on your mind while you're trolling the rival podcast over there? I wasn't trolling. Okay. I just I saw it came on. I looked real quick. Yeah, he's been dressing real snazzy lately. Oh. Yeah, like he, uh, he's going, I don't know. Going uptown. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, anyway, uptown but girl. On. You can't be uptown when you're downtown, bro. I Mo- know. Moving on, it, it's uh, I haven't been do- doing much. It's day seven of NaNoWriMo. Mm. I've been actually trying to avoid politics and news and shit. And I've been I know. Trying to concentrate, and then some motherfucker tackles Rand Paul in his yard. Wasn't what? that crazy? What the fuck is up with that? You know, there's a whole. That was his neighbor, and he's also a doctor. <sighs> 
you know, with all the craziness going on in the world, and let's we'll That's stay, a lot of crazy. we're gonna stay away from Texas because That's a lot God, of crazy. Right let, there. Let's keep our thoughts with those people. By the way, um, um, lots of crazy shit. But can, to, for you I, to attack that, him, his insane. neighbor. Well, Rand Paul over in like Kentucky. a tree, from what I understand. Well, hold on, is Rand it, Paul's in Kentucky. Yeah, is it was a uh, was was he a Houston fan and the other one a Dallas fan? Oh, for the love of fuck, I don't know. I'd, I'd tackle a motherfucker if if Green Bay lived next door to me. He was talking shit. I'd tackle him. Well, right. The funny thing is, is the, his lawyer saying it wasn't political. It wasn't political. But here's the thing: horse shit, horse shit. If it shit. is political, it becomes a federal crime because he's a sitting senator. Yeah. If it's just, it, it's. I know it sounds weird. But if it's just two na- neighbors on... fighting up over a, a tree or something stupid like that, like he said, it's local. Yeah, but doesn't it fall under a federal crime if it if it was political? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought you said political. I'm, I'm no, thinking no, federal. Any the any, wording, I, I get yeah, it. It's semantics. He's, same he's thing. A, he's a federal senator. He's a sitting federal senator. So if it is political, it's a mm-hmm. federal crime. Uh, question came in: Are you watching Thirty for Thirty, Ric Flair on ESPN tonight? Uh, I'm doing this. So when I'm done, it'll be streaming by then on uh, Cody. So. I steal my shit. No. Just like you guys steal Rick his podcast. Rick Flair's watching us. That's right. Rick Flair. Woo! Yeah, they he said that. He watching us. But Who said that already? Rick. Rick, Rick. said he was yeah, watching yeah. us tonight. Hashtag, hashtag uh, at Loki and Jabroni watching. I like Woo. it. I heard he fulfilled his contractual obligation for that documentary. Now he's watching us. Probably. He can, not, he can now do so. Yeah. I've reached out to his agent a million times. He can times. do so like Russo. <laughs> Don't talk about Russo. Hi, Joey. Welcome. Um, so you got, that's on your mind is the, uh, Rand Paul no, snazzy like dressing motherfucker. My empty beer is yeah. on my mind. That's the I can only help thing you with I that. Really, the uh, really I am the best. Everything else has been NaNoWriMo trying to write uh, another book. Explain to the folks who weren't with us last November what NaNoWriMo means. It's National Novel Writing Month. Yes. And why is that important to you? Because it's how I make my ducats. This is a anyway, self-published author over um, here. Two fantastic books out there that you yes. can get through www.lokinjabroni.com slash Amazon. Look for Eddie Jake's two books. Or you just go on my website. Um, and, and and lose out on this? What are you, high? <laughs> you high you, you dipping into Loki's secret stash lately? A little bit. All right, just checking. Um, as, long as, as long as we've got that under control. Yeah, basically for uh, people who don't know, it's when uh, everybody, uh, they actually try to write a 50,000-word novel in a month. And you did um, that. You've done two of these since we've been doing this. Failed miserably. I was going to say you you started out hot. You you were a lot like Dale Earnhardt Jr. You come out of that box like whipping hard. You, you're leading the race, and then all of a sudden you forget that the steering wheel works and the pedal works and all that mess, and yeah, you you finish thirty fifth. It's really easy to lose lose sight. I get on it. it you're not quite Danica so. Patrick, but at least at least you're Dale Jr. But I've been trying to shut off as much noise. Very as well, possible, could be so. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to shut off as much noise as possible and uh, just kind of concentrate on that. But uh, it's been it's coming along. I'm open. I'm hoping to have the new one done by Christmas. Looking forward to it. Nice. First two are good. I'll so, give you that. So is my wallet. Yeah, your wallet <laughs> needs a little fattening. I'm not gonna do that chopping wood, are you? Chopping wood. <laughs> no, you can get arrested for that shit now. You read the same article I did, yeah. didn't you? Poor motherfucker just want to chop some wood. <laughs> See what happens? Oh, the beauty of it. If it's not yours, you can't do it, man. Just can't do it. I, like I think it was his. I like to slap my wood every now and again, but chopping it? No. Nah, I'll tell you what, man. If you, if you do it underneath the stars in the rain, it's illegal now. Is it really? Yep. 
Hot shit. Do we have one more? You guys, the big debate's coming up in about five minutes. We'll take like a two-minute break, but can we go around the table one more time? Do we have like everybody kind of had some morose shit except for you. You kind of raised everything up with the AJ Styles bit. I'm sorry. Was I supposed to to keep it negative? No, I'm glad you didn't. So is there anything else on anybody else's mind before we get to the big debate, before we get into tonight's topic? Um, I can go with... uh... Kind of, kind of, uh, kind of shocked on um, how the uh, how the Cowboys actually came back and uh, did their did their little doohickey Jimmy Jabby thing, man. It was a mistake. It was. I they looked they looked actually like a football team though. It was a mistake. Like they look like a football team. They're gonna find out next Sunday at four twenty five p.m. Eastern time just how much of a mistake it was. A broke clock is right. Twice. Uh, and, right. And, and, and and let me say this, Andrew and your and your Eagles. Oh um, wow! They put the hurting. I well, let me let me say this for for a team, for a team that has as many offensive weapons as they have, you better be putting up forty points. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. Um, number two, I, who was it? Von Miller, right? Yeah, Von Miller, for just, the Broncos. Yeah, spoke all that shit on Twitter about how it don't matter. These fools gonna be boom, but. Yeah, how'd that work out? What was the finish? Dude, first on that of one? all, your team was so broken, busted when they came into town. You should have just shut your mouth. <laughs> you should have just been like, "Yo, we we wounded. Y'all come back and you come visit us soon, and 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 we play again. Maybe we'll see you in the Super Bowl." Yeah, the only way that Von Miller is going to see the Super Bowl is if someone buys him tickets. Well, Von Miller actually has an, has a yacht, so if he wants to, he could watch the Super Bowl on his yacht in Minnesota. Well, yeah, all right. I see what you're He's saying. Satellite TV and all that bullshit. He's in Denver, man. He doesn't have to live in Denver just because he plays in No, that's in not Denver. what I'm saying. I'm saying if he's on a yacht, you got to have satellite TV, which he probably yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. I bet you he fucking probably owns Hello, Comcast. Hello, Adam. Hello, Jennifer Wells. Uh, Jennifer is a first-time viewer. Thank you so much. Uh, tell your friends, audio only on iTunes and Google Play Music. Leave a five-star review. Go to www.lokinjabarni.com. I can't do this forever. You guys got to get on the board, man. Affiliate links. Affiliate links on www.lokinjabarni.com. New Star WWE. Wars movie. Fandango. Is Justice League. It is coming oh. out. Tickets Justice League is coming out my birthday. On your birthday. Yeah. My birthday. I'm excited. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. I'm excited. You hear that, ladies? Loki yeah. wants tickets. Yeah, he does. See, you're probably in it with 13,000 tickets for did your you, birthday. Did you hear all the fanboys getting pissed off? Why? It is not two hours long. Oh. <sighs> It is the shortest superhero movie to date. Oh, pobrecito, get over it. You know what, though? One hour and 56 minutes. Oh, get over it. Yeah, but but if I'm not mistaken, they filmed two of them back to back. Yeah. Like, this is part one. And then there's part two. So right. the, the the grand total is going to be about four hours yeah. of film. So you got, like, look, guys, get it's, over it. It's 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 uh, black Superman suits been confirmed. They have, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, they they have to they have to do it right now in doubles. Number one, they had to do a two part movie because they they wanted to keep the age exactly where it was right now. I want yeah, I want them that, to kill that, Aquaman because uh, quickly. Oh, who's the God? Who's the villain? His name's drawing a blank. Dark side son there. Oh shit! It, uh, yeah, uh, the name escapes me. Uh, see if we can oh, get Lady oh, J on the Google um, machine. No, no, uh, I know. Uh, no? Well, no, uh, I can't uh, remember his name. <laughs> well, that helped. Damn it! This is a comic fail. That yeah, is. it's ter- terrible. Anyway, it's Brian's him. watching. It's Hello, him, Brian. and then I think it rolls into Dark Side later. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. That's why I think they no, filmed him back fucking, to back. No, he's fucking. He's uh, it's it's he's a fucking. It's I always laugh because he's also Steve Miller. It's like it's not Steve Miller. Fucking <laughs> Steve Miller. Abracadabra. No. 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 Fucking, Wrong Steve um, Miller. I damn it. Now right. I'm going to kill me. Now see, he's going to the Google machine now. So while he's doing that, um, you guys Did know. You, I still love the fact that they had to spend like. Six million dollars to take Henry Cavell's cheesy mustache, dude. You could have put a fucking fake one on right? it; it would have looked better. You guys, his we mustache about this. is bad. Henry, your fucking stash is terrible, All dude. Right. I got something terrible. for you. While he's looking, it was for a part, though. So what is he? I hear you, dude. Absolutely. Like, while you're making fun of him, he's cashing the check. Right? So. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> and here we are buying cheap beer and well whiskey, but that's always good. Twenty twenty bucks a. 24 pack at BJ's. It's Can't beautiful. Miss it. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> if you guys didn't hear, uh, former guest Stephen Ru- Wolf. Stephen Wolf. God, I told nice. you I was going to have it. I big told up, you I was going to have it. Reach into the bucket of gimmicks. No, you already got all that. <laughs> That's for the uh, live gimmicks that we do. I can't, I can't do. believe I was drawing a blank on that because I was thinking the I same was... thing. Like, isn't that a band? John yeah, Kay and Steppenwolf, like... yes. <laughs> Magic Carpet Ride, motherfucker. Anyway, but yeah, it's him and then Dark Side. You know? Yes. Born to be wild. Yeah, right back to back. That's anyway. Why, that's why you see the parademons. Uh, Eddie and I were talking about this while you were off camera before we started. Um, Bruce Pritchard was in the news. Former guest, episode I, 100. I saw that. Go back and... Oh, you did? Yes, I did, actually. Okay, so for any of you out there who didn't see it, um, Bruce Pritchard was in the news. Um. Our friend, not our friend, but we're going to say that like we fucking know him, Puff Daddy wanted to change his name again. Y'all know who Puff Daddy is. You know, don't hit your fucking hearts and P-doodles. thumbs up and P-doodles or Puff Lion or whatever. I mean, these Shiny suit man. Right? These guys change their names like I change my drawers. Uh, it seems like. No, just him. Okay. Well, what about Snoop Lion? Creator of C-Rock. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Snoop Lion is his reggae. Fuck Snoop Dogg is his reggae. Anywho. So he, he tweets out, what is it, Sunday night? He says, don't fuck uh, with a lion, man. Right? I'm changing my name. I'm no longer P. Diddy. I'm changing my name to? You should change it to Burns Lion. I'm thinking about it. Burns Lion, but with a Y instead. You like <laughs> that, huh? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was talking about a damn animal here, man, you know? No, well, not me. Anyway, um, P. Diddy wanted to change his name to Brother Love. Yes, that is correct. P. Diddy wanted to change his name to Brother Love. Now, Are when, you serious? when any of us think of Brother Love, what do you think of? Pritchard's. Bruce fucking Pritchard. Of course. I actually think of some exploitation movie from the 70s. Okay. Wasn't there Brother Love. Wasn't it Richard Pryor? Didn't, wasn't he like this? That would, yeah, car wash. Like, uh, in car wash. Wasn't he Brother yes, Love? Yes, in car wash. But then I would. With George fast- Carlin and. I'd have to look that up, but I think you're right. I always, yeah. before 1988, I thought of Neil Diamond, Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show, which was a fantastic song. He does all great songs except Sweet Caroline. Fuck you. I don't care. Don't, don't bob your head. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> However. Sweet Caroline. Fuck God, that God. song. Anyway, P. Diddy has been involved with the WWE in the past. So obviously. He knows who Brother Love is. He knows is. where the money is. Exactly. I'm going to change my name to Brother Love. Twitter blew up. Bruce Pritchard sent a text or a tweet that said, yo, get your own gimmick. 
I've been Brother Love since 1987. Get over it. Find a new name. Then all these WWE maniacs, God love you guys. I wish I could interview each and every one of you. Blew him up. Oh, yeah. That's Twitter. The Twitter trolls. And then he came back and he said, you know what? I'm not going to change my name to Brother Love. No, the fuck you aren't. So if you want a Brother Love t-shirt, go to www.prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Bruce Pritchard. Don't put a T on your, don't put a T in his name, put a T on your back. I love him. He's my friend on Facebook. He's been great to us. He shouted us out on his live feed the other night. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh my God. Hello, Ange. Hello, Danielle. Point, at this point, why doesn't Puffy just go with his real name? Like, First of all, nobody thinks of Puffy as a rapper. No, they think of him as he's like megaproducer.com. No, I, I think of him as a gimmick. He's he, he's a he walking is. gimmick. He's, yeah. He is a, he's much. a walking gimmick. He, he's that guy. He's like he he'll he owns he puts you in a contract. He owns your soul. He dances in your videos and he slept with J Lo. Oh, who was that that mentioned that True. in a in a song? You have the Eminem. producer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank oh oh you. no no, uh, Suge Knight. That was Suge. Was Knight. it Suge? Well, that, those two hated each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that, well, let's not get into that. I have right. something cool before we roll into the next. Please, because you have the last one before we take a two-minute break and get the great debate started. I recently have Came achieved out. the greatest achievement that can be had in a video game. Oh, like many have fought and struggled, but I actually pulled it off. This I have. You, you found all the tapes. No. You oh. scored 10 goals in NHL. You suck. That ain't, you, whatever you did is irrelevant. I got the chat as a dick achievement. What? <laughs> what is that? Basically, if you escape in the boat by yourself and yes. somebody is still alive, you get the ch- and you're Chad, you get the chat as a dick achievement. Wow. Awesome. And it, it comes up on your little gimmick. It, and just says, it says chat as a dick. I'm like, awesome. I'm like, yeah. You know, I thought I was awesome because I got 10 goals in one game on NHL. I was like, ding, 10 goals in a game. It's like mega fucking huge I, on that game, I, but... I, I, it's been a while since we talked about this game, but you've got to get the, the Chad freaking, face, the freaking Halloween. You've been DLC. sending pictures out, yeah. and those are awesome. And yeah. like the uh, what's his name, the 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 fat Asian dude. Oh, I forget his name. Fuck yeah, Chunky Ho. <laughs> it's like he's got fucking championship belt on. <laughs> Andre the Giant. He's like, like, that's awesome. Oh God, is fucking great. One of them's wow. in a big furry rabbit costume and and you say that like there's something wrong with being in big yeah, furry you rabbit can hide costume. from that shit right yeah i oh, would yeah, be like oh shit not the big furry, furry rabbit, rabbit. one here, here's the thing people are complaining on the message boards about the halloween dlc is like it makes the game like not scary. no it makes it fun man i'm like i'm like the game was never scary. It's not meant to be scary. <laughs> Fuck, get over yourselves. Much like the Justice League people, like, it's only an hour 56 minutes. Get over it. Yeah. At least we're giving you content, and it's fun. And that at the end of the day, if it's not fun, you're not having fun. Just be thankful the Justice League isn't being shot with the Nolan Ray. That's a good point. One comment before we go to break and go to the great debate. Um, Jennifer Wells says, uh, P. Diddy should go the Prince route. Just give himself a symbol that no one will remember. Wow, that was good. I remember the symbol. I remember I the, symbol the symbol, too. Um, I would have to say... Just be Puff Daddy. P. Diddy. I, I know I like the symbol idea. I like that. I like that. Let's 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 run with it real quick. Okay, um, uh, Jennifer. Now you're in the Logan Journey Hall of Fame. Let's go with it. It would ha- it would have to it would have to be something that really represents him. Mm-hmm. So, um, be like a little penis, like a little shriveled penis. Okay. So we can do like. Can you put that on an album cover how, and, and how, sell how it at Walmart? You, how do you draw Biggie Blood Money? Ooh. Ooh. 
So you write, okay. So he you, said, you see, put a little, I'm sporting little, the Eddie Focus shirt you here. Put a little, so. You put a little, uh, little, little one. What's his like actual given down. name? Is Sean Combs, by the way. Put it. You got it pointing down like this. Little, mm-hmm. little shrivel thing. Like the ball sack is bigger than the actual dick. And then you actually have a blood drop coming from that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the like the splutter coming down, and it makes like a heart. Hmm. That's a, that's a good symbol. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Ed, what would you do for a symbol before we go to break? I think I pretty much said how I feel on the subject. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you know what? Maybe. Fuck Puffy. Fuck bad boy. If the money bag with the dollar sign wasn't already licensed to Gene Simmons, yes, he trademarked that shit. How? I'll never know. Fuck Gene Simmons. I, let's not make Wait this a Gene he, Simmons thing. The robber bag? Yeah, the one with the money bag on it. He Look it up. He's got the patent on it. He can't own that. That's He's the biggest patent troll. That's out there. he Holy is. Shit. He had a whole episode about it. Janelle that's... said she just invited her whole friends list to like our page. Thank you. Just Holy remember, like just remember this is a guy who licenses his likeness to the company that makes Mr. Potato Head. Exactly. <laughs> and you wanted me to buy him. Can uh, I just? That... I do. I think they'd look. So that great means right some poor you. little kid can run around there with a little with a little freaking robber costume. Mm-hmm. And and being trouble from Gene Simmons. Yes, Gene Simmons, Gene can Simmons take all his fucking take all his fucking candy that night if it was in that little rubber bag. You know, why it, do you think we never see the Hamburglar anymore? Exactly, because he had Gene the bag. Simmons killed the Hamburglar. Pretty much. Um, I got I got one symbol for you, Puffy. Gene. If you're live streaming I'm with us, you'll see it. You, if not, you'll have to go to the YouTube page and find out. This is the symbol I think Puffy should go with going forward. As his name. With a little penis. With a little penis hanging out right here. Trip. You see right here, that little that little divot right there that, with the little shriveled. We teamed up and made the best thing for <laughs> Guys, we're going to take about a two to three minute break. We come back. It Not is the even. great debate. Super Millennial Man is here. Cletus is here. And we're going to have a call in from a special guest who basically requested that I not be in the room. God only knows why. I guess I piss people you off. You suck, man. That's I, why. I don't suck, but I do piss people off. All right, we'll be back. What the fuck is this? How does he do this shit? Hang on, what's his button do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got that on. <laughs> hey, who the hell are you? Somebody left me some Skittles. They must have known Super Millennial Man was coming. Millennial Man? You're like one of them there fucking kids there. Done. Like, done. Done. You're like one of them there communist types? Nope. I'm one of the superhero types. Thank you full shit. No, I fight for the truth and injustice of all millennial kind. And I try to square them in the right direction. Kind of like a cross between Mel Gibson and David Hasselhoff. Is that like one of them there Bernie bros? Man, I was invited for some kind of, uh, 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 I'm sorry, when I get around people like you, I, I change my, my accent because it's, it's like, you know. Well, I have come here to issue some justice of my own. I don't think so. I, I have don't. taken that conceited, arrogant fuck known as Eddie Fuckus, and I have locked him in a trunk. I'm here. As long as, as long as, as long as citizen focus is safe, that's okay. I don't know. He's in the back of my truck. The one, okay. the one that's on the cement blocks. Anyway, 
I'm here to issue justice against the Loki and Jabroni show and its twisted, rude, and obnoxious followers. Well, I do believe that's where I come in now. <laughs> no. It's people like you that have ruined the truth. Well, see the truth. The truth is kind of like a, a hot brunette. On a warm summer's evening. I don't know nothing about no relations, so I don't want to talk about that You right can now. bend it. You can flex it. But at the end of the day, you're going to get stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I have no clue what you just said to me. When's the last time that you have had sexual interactions? I would never think to engage in such disgusting acts without first... Being betrothed to a woman or goat. I mean, woman. Have you ever put peanut butter on your genitalia in the goat's general direction? Of course. Who hasn't done that? Do you share popcorn with your grandmother under the blanket? Boy, I ain't one of these one percenters that can afford such luxuries as popping corn. Have you ever dutched oven both your dog and the goat at the same time? Perhaps. Okay. I'm not sure that's what I was trying to do, but I think that was the end and result. So, I was supposed to be here for a great debate. Well, this here board here is ringing. Apparently, I was early and I got stuck with the morons. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring in this here. Uh, uh, what would you do with the well, those fine gentlemen, Loki and Jabroni? Oh, they'll be distracted for a good 20 minutes or so. So you just put a video of tits on, pretty much. It is a copy of the Vikings versus the Falcons. They will be killing each other for a good 20 minutes. That game, that game was only good in the last 20 minutes, so. I'm going to bring in this button. What is P? H-O-N-E spell. Pussy hurt. I'm going to hit this here pussy hurt button. And I'm going to... Hello. Hello. Hello, my own. You are on The Real Truth with Cletus. Hello, Cletus. Thank you for reaching out to me. I want to introduce myself to people. My name is Bob McGroin, and I am the mayor of America... And I want to tell, and I called Logan Jaboni specifically, but you have taken them out of commission from what I understand. I wanted to debate the contributor, Mr. Super Millennial Man, on his thoughts and beliefs. Because I believe, as you believe, Cletus, that there's only one justice in this world, and that is America. So, Mr. Millennial Man, I would like to ask you some questions. And you can ask me some questions. And if you don't mind, if you're a good person and you believe in truth, justice, and the American way, you will answer these questions. May I start, sir? As fine as these Skittles taste in my hand, absolutely. I sent those Skittles ahead because I know that deep down inside of you, you have a good person locked inside of you. Now, let me ask you a question, sir. If I wanted, If I wanted to take... Your identity as Super Millennial Man and just be Super Millennial Man, 
Should I give you credit or should I just take what I want and walk away? Well, first citizen, it sounds like you would be super millennial sidekick. You couldn't really take man. Um, I am the mayor. I am no one's sidekick. I'm just because, you know, man's already taken. And uh, I don't know if you want to be woman, but, you know, that's uh, in today's, no, no, today's no, day and age. I'm not saying you can't. No, I mean, no, no, the sir. taking of men by other men is an abomination. Thank you, Cletus. They're called 49ers fans, right? Something like that. I believe I believe that most of the 49ers fans are that way, but I do not want to comment on that. But to your question, I have been happily married for the last month to my northern beauty and my bucktooth cutie. Her name's Philomena, Philomena McCracken, and I call her Phil. And of the West Coast McCrackens? Uh, no, she's of the East Coast McCrackens, which means that for a dollar she'll be What's McCracken lacking, Crackens? Pretty much. And what I'm here to say is that my wife and I want to release ourselves from drama and garbage that you millennial folk put on us and that Cletus, Cletus is one of the good guys. I'm going to sit here with Cletus and say, I believe in you, son, but I have one question. I'm My, my wife, Philomena, she's got the live feed right now on our little laptop computer here in Bozark, South Carolina. Why are you wearing a bandana on your face? Because you were bearded, gorgeousness the last time i saw you here on this here podcast well that's very easy when when you lick goats in the wrong areas you get cysts the size of volcanic eruptions sir so you, i believe you are cover, being rude you need to cover to your face because i'm glad you can make light of my pain because i believe you are being rude to cletus this is painful this represents disappointment this represents hurt this represents betrayal. This represents shaving. That's right, shaving. I had to shave my beard. Cletus, no. I had to shave my beard. Cletus, no. I have I have actual photographic proof that his beard was tied up to the goat's genitalia, and he had to get it shaved off. Cletus, why? Leave why, my Cletus? sister out of this. Now, I was your sister. I thought that was a full-fledged goat. Right. Her name is Sister. Anyway. That works. I was forced to shave because I was following the truth. And the truth shaved for the love of a woman. So I was forced to shave because I thought it would keep me on the path of the truth. And I cut my face up real bad. Like, real bad. Like, not like, you know, you usually get those little nicks and you just put the toilet paper on. It keeps clean, whatever. Keeps from getting infected. No, man, I hacked my shit up. Like, fucking hacked it up. Like, I'm like... I'm looking like Freddy Krueger's fucking dad after having sex with a blender. So that's so, pretty, that sounds painful, sir. So you look like that gremlin that went into the microwave and I don't know what the hell you just said, but I agree with you. Gremlin that went in the microwave during gremlins and got uh what? Mr. Cletus, before I before I try to decimate Super Millennial Man, I, I have, I have to... a question. I got I get to re re. Oh, you have the rebuttal, sir. Yes, you do, because you, somewhere deep inside, are a good person, which I doubt. Okay. So, if I if I must, why does everybody from 
where you're at, love the buck tooths? You know, that is a good question. And I will say because are, are you speaking of buck tooth women or buck tooth like farm animals? Like I, anything. I, I mean, I, you got y'all just go out of your way for anything. Okay, I will, I will say this. I was not born here in my home state of Bozark, South Carolina. I was born in a state that has no business being a state, but I am now... Puerto Rico? Close, sir. Close. Alaska. That's, that's capital A, little Alaska. Alaska. So what I'm saying to you right now here is all the women in Alaska are buck-toothed. So when I found myself... In the southern part of the United States, I found a couple bucktooth women, and I took care of them real nice. But then I found myself in the sophisticated part. So, are of the you country. saying, citizen, it's genetics? I believe yes, it is because genetics, if you follow the Bible, means a man and a woman, and they continue the lineage. It's not doing your sister and whatnot, but it seems that everybody in Bozark, South Carolina, and Alaska seem to like diddling their sister, and I cannot confirm nor deny that I am a fan of diddling my sister. Okay, now listen. I, I'm not one for them, their internet censorship, I believe, and the freedom of speaking, but can we please leave my goat out of this? I have not spoken about your goat, Mr. Cletus. I am here because I called Jay Brony, and I called you... And you helped set this up as the mayor of America. I must say that I like the smart dressing folk. I like the folks with the vestices and the shirts and the ties, and they look to be political. They look to be smart, and I want to be smart. So therefore, I follow the smartness. And Everybody looking at looking hurts. at my worthy opponent, I feel like sometimes. I am caught between an episode of Hee Haw and the Benny Hill Show. I don't know who this Benny Hill guy is, unless he fixes tractors. I don't know jack shit. What I do know is Hee Haw is a staple of American television, and. Here in America, where I am the mayor, by the way, my name is Bob McGroin. I'm the best of what we got. I am the clear choice for change. And if you want me as your next president, or as I call it, mayor of America, you will vote for me in 2020. What I'm saying to you is do not disparage the good name of Hee Haw. I like me some change as long as everything stays the same. Completely agree with you. I cannot abide by that. Cletus, this may be the first so, time well, we what's ever your next, disagree. What's your next question, citizen? My next question to you is, if I diddle someone else besides my woman, can I blame it on someone else? Fuck yeah. Cletus, I love you. You are the man. Did, did, uh, did, did you get caught in the act? Um, you know, I, I, I cannot confirm, no deny. What I can say is my beautiful bride, Philomena, I call her Phil, uh, Philomena McCracken. Now she's Philomena McGroin. Um, basically, uh, basically I was not caught in the act, but my indiscretions were brought forward and she just basically said, you know what? You didn't do this. I love you. And Everything was swept under the rug as it should be because here in America, 
We sweep things well, under I would, the rug I would, when people I would do go, things I wrong. I would go to Burger King, get yourself the two-for-five Whopper deal, and grab yourself a scratch-off because you're a lucky son of a bitch. Sir. That's Saturday night right there. Sir, mm. Burger King as Lincoln on a cock back on this show. I've, I, I watch your show. I've seen you contribute to this here Loki and Jay Brony show. Burger King is Nazis. And I prefer McDonald's because McDonald's gives me the Big Mac. Much like America gives you the big freedom. I'm why, telling why don't you, you right to, now. Why don't you go to New York because they actually have a McDowell's now and get yourself a Big Mac. And then while at it, you can get yourself a sexual chocolate. I cannot do that because I like seeds on my bun. If you if I ever showed you my, my hind end, you'd see there were seeds on my bun right now. I bet you. Probably full of Do you have a surprises. question for me? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. When you Netflix and chill with your wife, do you really just chill or do you chill? That is a good question. When I Netflix and chill with my wife, as you all know, she is a northern cutie and a bucktooth beauty. She likes to pick the movie and I have to watch it. So basically, we chill watching things like The Notebook. Fifty Shades of Black or Orange is the New Gray or, you know, all those chicky things. And I'm okay with that because here in America, you basically have to be subservient to your woman. And I don't mind losing my manlyhood to my woman because in the end, she runs the show, which in your life, Mr. Millennial Superman or Super Millennial Man or Superman Millennial or whatever your name is. Super Millennial Man. Thank, thank you, me. sir. Super Millennial Man. Finally, You're welcome, agree citizen. on something. In my life, my woman runs the show. My woman one time cornered me and handed me a pair of pants, and she said, Hey, Bob, can you fit into these pants? And I said, Well, no, they're a bit too small. Were they pink? Were they hers? Well, they were little in the waist. They were real thick in the hip action. And then they kind of went down to the chicken leg bottoms, which I could not fit into. So I said, why, no, Phil, I cannot fit into these pants. And she said, well, until you can, you know who's wearing them. So I know who the boss is in my house. It's Philomena. Philomena McCracken McGroin. I know that sounds like a long name, but when you shorten it, it's either Phil nope. McCracken absolutely. or Phil McGroin. To, to be honest with you, it absolutely fits. Now, I have one last question for you because I know Mr. Cletus said we had 15 minutes. Yep. And I'm sure. But I don't really know how to count. No. Right. No. Right now, I'm counting on my fingers, too, because here in America, we just go to the lowest common denominator. I have one last question. Yeah, this for beer's you. almost gone, citizen, so make it quick. I like how you call me citizen, but I would rather you refer to me as mayor because I am the mayor. Uh, not of my town, of your little rinky no. dink one horse town. Absolutely. No, no, yes. no, no sir. I'm, hey, the, I'm hey, the mayor of You America. need to show some respect for the political process when it's in your favor. When the. When, this, this, is, this is not in my favor right now. This, Mr. This, this, this is like yeah, having a $5 you, coupon 
for a thirty-five dollar buffet and having five bucks in your pocket. It's just not happening. Yeah, but that's just not happening. That's because you use a snowflake, and the only people allowed to be outraged. The only people allowed to go be get outraged. Your, go get your Doritos souffle. Come on, she worked all ones, day on it. Are the ones that follow the truth, gentlemen? I have to use I this agree. term loosely, but uh, the boss basically. Philomena, right, spit out your last question. You know, Phil McGroin, that's my wife, and you all know, as the mayor of America, I have to parade her around. Yep. My last question to you is: When you do someone wrong, is it correct to just shut them out and push them out to obscurity and not acknowledge your own wrongdoing? Because right here, where I live in Bozark. South Carolina, and in as being the mayor of America, I say that if you do something wrong, you are not to blame. But if someone else does something wrong, or you suspect they do something wrong, you can just basically tell them to kiss your white American ass. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just got one thing to say about that. Okay, That's, fuck us. Wait, wait, Cletus is leaving? I can't have this. I'm losing my support system. What the ever love in hell? Hold on. Philomena, I told you I'd be up in a minute. Damn it, woman. Why can't you just let me do what I want to do? Damn it, you know where the pants are in this family. Philomena, seriously. I cannot tell you enough. I'm doing political work here. My wife is screaming from the other room. She won't... She wants to watch the latest Ryan Reynolds Citizen movie. Focus. I still Good cannot to see you again. It. Hang on, Cletus. Happy for you. Mi- I'm going to mi- let you finish in a minute. Mi- Mr. Focus, if I can finish my point, my wife wants me upstairs to watch the latest Ryan Reynolds movie because she likes his abs. And basically, I have to comply with whatever my wife wants to do. So in closing, I ask you, Mr. Superman, Millennial Man, Super Millennial Man. I know you told me your name. I'm sorry. Here, down here in Bozark, we don't know the difference. When I when I choose to follow somebody, I choose to follow the United States of America because he's a sharp dressing some bitch. He has his little vest, he has his shirt, and he has his tie, and his hair's all combed up in a Nazi hairdo, and he is looking sharp. So I'm gonna ask you one time if you can dispute why I should follow him and not you. Mr. Super Millennial Man. Well, first of all, citizen, I don't have a show, so you don't have to follow my show. I will follow you around, and regardless if your pathetic ass needs saving or not, I'll save you. How did you know my ass was pathetic? Because you can't fit into your woman's pants, obviously. And number two... That's a pretty good point. Yeah, thank you. Number two, you can dress up a turd real fucking nice, but at the end of the day, it's still a fucking turd. Okay? Hmm. I might have to take that into consideration, and I'm going to follow up on that and saying, you know what, even underneath the turd, there might be a good person, but it's still a turd. I get it, and maybe, just maybe, Bob McGroin will stop being the mayor of America, and I'm going to bring my wife Philomena, the northern cutie and the bucktooth beauty, and we're going to follow Super Millennial Man. Okay, well, I just want you to know... um, while I was here for this absolute pointless meeting 
um, as you called it, a uh, debate. There was we no did debate. debate, sir. Yeah, and the I only, think the only thing I got out of it was uh, you lick mayonnaise off of dried French toast. That's it. Ew. Who doesn't like dried That's, French toast? For fuck's but bottom sake. bottom line is, while I was doing this, uh, a family of sixteen was abruptly murdered by a purple Kia. So, my God. thank you. Thank you. I could have saved out of them. Here and save a that little family. late now. Uh, the police are already taking care of the crime scene there. Uh, Some bitch. Hey, can I throw in one last question as long as we're here? Yeah, why not? You know, they're already dead, so. Okay, quick question, just because I know how the United States of America feels. I want to know how Super Millennial Man feels. What's the difference between Bo Bergdahl and the police departments of the United States of America? Oh, about $20,000 a year. <laughs> All I'm saying is Mr. Bergdahl acted for his country and did the right thing, and people are skewering him, and maybe, just maybe, he should do a little jail time, but when a cop shoots somebody, he is absolutely 100% correct. I want your opinion. The cops rule. That's what I'm saying. Um... I, w- I wish I could take all the bad, all the bad cops out of the uh, equation. Unfortunately, I'm still trying to work on that aspect. If that Cletus guy gets in my way one more time, dude, I know. Fucking, he had me locked up in a fucking trunk without a lock on it. All right, it He's, took me a while to figure out where the hell I was. Great to see you, Super Millennial Man, Citizen um, Jabroni. Always great to see you. I'm coming back on camera in a minute. We're going to take a 90-second break, and we're going to get into tonight's topic, which is addictions in sports. I don't know where Cletus went. I just... I handled I, it. I just killed the feed on Bob well, McGroin and his might wife. Might as well face it, because I'm addicted to love. Wow. Hello. Thank you. 90 seconds. We'll be Lo- back. Loki will be along shortly. He was uh, He was locked in a closet. I opened up the door, and a bunch of smoke came out, and Snoop Dogg was playing in the background. He just kind of looked at me. Super millennial, closed, man. Are you okay? Closed the door again, and I heard more Snoop Dogg. Okay. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back. We are now going to take the serious portion of the show, something we've been talking about for about a week, which is addictions in sports. And those addictions could be anything, alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, and on the phone right now is someone who can speak firsthand, having seen some of these things. Once again, one of our favorite guests of all time, Pitbull number one, ECW original, Mr. Gary Wolf. Gary, how are you doing today? All right. What's up, guys? Not up, too much. Up? Listen, being in a locker room that has had some stories, rumor, innuendo, what have you, behind it, much like ECW and being in the wrestling business for the better part of three decades, what have you seen insofar as addictions behind the curtain? Uh, well, I mean, not just wrestling. I mean, not every single professional sport, every single band or singer, anybody in show business, Everybody has some kind of addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, even people sitting home with a nine-to-five job has an addiction. It just seems like in our business, you know, the, what we put our bodies through and how many nights a week are we working. I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, Ric Flair said it. I work not 365 days a year, 
but 385 days a year because Saturday and Sunday I work twice. So it's a it's a hard thing to, you know, everybody, like I said, it, 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 you just can't put it in wrestling. you got to put it in every single athletic sport. Oh, and of like course. Like I said, entertaining is wise. you got entertainers out there that, you know, stress out about their concerts and show up three hours late and, you know, which I don't know what's going on with that kind of crap nowadays. One of the things that brought this... Oh, some of them, some did it before. I mean, Axl Rose was notorious for doing oh, that. of course. Hell, he'd throw a baby fit and then not even show up and sing at all. You'd be like, oh, and hey, when thanks, he did, And when he did show up, it was like 30 minutes done. One of the things that brought this to our attention was recently Jeff Jarrett checked himself into a rehab that was paid for by the WWE. So obviously they're reaching out to former performers for them. And putting them through rehab, and it turns out he has an alcohol addiction, which, again, like you said, normal folk, nine to fivers every day, ham and eggers. Oh, well, if could, you want to go the Bobby Heenan route, I, I can I could see him having an alcohol addiction, though. To be honest with you, I mean, I wouldn't have seen it coming. I, I don't know. His demeanor, the way that he acted outside, like some of his interviews and, and shit like that, he he. I don't know. I've, I've been around. No, and that's fine. And that's, I, I was around one for a long time. My mom's, you know, mm-hmm. ex being a, a heavy alcoholic. Right. I mean, literally, the dude would wake up and it'd be a 12-pack and a bag of chips and a fucking nip of fucking Yukon Jack. You know Fair. what I'm saying? There you go. And waste it all day long. But is, they just have a certain look in their face, almost like a blankness when it gets towards the end of the day. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So insofar as, say, the wrestling business, uh, just some names that come to mind, obviously Jeff Jarrett, most recent, Scott Hall. There was a, a, a fantastic documentary, fantastic yet heartbreaking. Um, was it uh, E60, X-Pac, another one. Um, you've been around a lot of these guys, Gary. I know that I, I spoke to some I mean, coaches. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, same, same. Um, you've been around a lot of these guys. I know the injuries add up. I know the travel adds up. Is it, in speaking of these athletes, and that's why we want to bring this to the forefront, because a lot of people just vilify them and say, oh, fuck them. They just got all this money and yada, yada. There's there's an, a certain ease when you're a celebrity to obtaining, whether it's prescription pills or street drugs or whatever, is it? It's got to be easier for a performer like yourself or some of your contemporaries than it is for, say, average Joe on the street. Well, that comes down with the part of, you know, you walking into a doctor's office and he recognizes you and all of a sudden he's marking out for you. Nine times out of ten, I don't even think they look see what they're writing on the prescription pad. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, it's blank. They just hand it to you with their signature. Hey, there fill, was, in the, fill in the blank. Right. There's the, the name that comes to mind for me is Joel Hackett, which was a hot pill doctor in the 90s, which I've read a lot of these books, and he was the guy that supplied a lot of the WCW guys with a lot of their pills. And maybe, just maybe, with the ease of access to these things well exactly that's a that's a big thing just like what pitbull's saying you know mm-hmm. you walk into a place and they're like hey what's going on man by the way i just got this check this out oh you're gonna want to check this out too oh absolutely I mean, you just get paid from a big gig you got all this extra cash you're like, oh, yeah, i don't want you to name names gary a- a- absolutely not i don't i do not want you to throw your contemporaries under the bus but if you had to guess what percentage of the locker rooms you've been in 
had some sort of addiction over the years? Well, I'm, I'm not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I've had my own problems. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it, you know. Uh, I was drinking heavy Jack Daniels for a long time there. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, the first time I ever entered the WWE locker room was very eye-opening. And I'm talking the late 80s. Right. You, you guys did, uh, you guys did a tour there putting over guys like the Heart Foundation and uh, Brain Busters, right? Name them. I we worked them. Rougeau Brothers, the Art Foundation, uh, Big Boss Man, Akeem. I mean, every barbarian, warlord, you name it. Ted DiBiase. We we worked everybody there. But was what shocked me was I've never been in that locker room before. I was very young, and when I did get in that locker room, at that time, uh, Vince McMahon was having problems. You know with Right after that time, actually, is when he started having problems with the steroids, and he had to go to court, and Hulk Hogan bailed him out of that. And, you know, I, I pretty much, you know, you could see the guy sitting at the table with the doctor, and, you know, there's a line, you know, 50 deep, you know, just walking through, shaking hands, you know, picking up their prescriptions. You know, where nowadays, I mean, like, that's the kind of shit they had back in the locker room now, you know. But nowadays, look at look look at the locker room. You got you got a rehab specialist. You got doctors back there. You got you name it, they're there. We we were lucky trainers. We were lucky if we had an ambulance that was sitting there in the parking lot just in case somebody got hurt. I mean, if we got hurt back then, they they didn't care. Go to the hospital. You know, now they take you to the hospital. They have their surgeons that do the oh, operations. Yeah. You know, it's like these kids today, I mean, honestly, they have not a clue how lucky they are. So they're taking care of the boys today well, better than they know, did man. in your day. I think the, I think oh either the God, drugs that they're fucking. There is, I'm telling you, it's, it blows my mind sometimes when I watch the shows. You know, just to check out to see what's happening and what guys are up there now working. You know, but the way they take care of them. Like, in other words, I'll give you an example. Uh, Nikki Bella. Okay, she hurt her neck, had surgery. You know, they, they brought her back in. She couldn't even do a lousy spear. You know, I mean, come on. You know, a move that is something that I don't even think you need to practice with how easy it is. And she jammed her neck up again, and what does she do as soon as she gets in the back? I mean, I would have had to walk back there, sat in my chair in my locker room, and, and rub my neck, and, you know, nobody would even say, are you okay? You know, nowadays, yeah. what does she do? She goes right to the trainer's room, goes right to x-rays. Yeah. It's like, it, it amazes me. Like, I wish, because half the men and half the guys and the brothers that I had lost would probably be alive today if they cared about the boys as much as they care about them now. The The question I wanted to ask you was, and I, I want to know if you got this letter too, was the WWE some years ago sent out a blanket letter to anybody who has ever performed for them and said, if you have a problem, we will pay for you to go through rehab. All you have to do is contact us. Question one, have you ever gotten that letter? Question two, 
Do you think that's a good idea now in the day and age that we're in that they're taking care of the guys that basically paved the road for the business ahead? Well, Vince has always done that. I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. I mean, if I have a problem and I contacted the office, they would probably pay for my paper, uh, my rehab. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But like younger guys, they would do it because Vince would say, you know, look, I just spent, I don't know, 30 G's for rehab. Now you're going to work for me because I'm making that 30000 back. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen to Jarrett. I mean, but everybody that's ever worked for Vince McMahon, I mean, I don't know if it's because he went public now with the company and he wants people to think that he cares. But, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's 100% true. He will pay for your rehab. I mean, I've had friends that have gone to rehab and he has paid for it. That's fantastic. Um, I'm sure that, obviously, being a professional wrestler, you rub elbows with athletes and other lines of works, whether it's professional football, baseball, etc. Do you know, and this was one of the questions I wanted to bring to the guys later, but it's a great time to bring it up now. Do you know any other professional sport that does this, that says, hey, if you have a problem, we're going to put you through it? I don't think so. I mean, I don't even think they do it in the NFL. I'll be honest with you. I, I, never, I mean, I've never heard of it, but... Uh, I'm not going to lie. Vince did step up to the plate. I mean, once we started seeing, you know, back in the 90s and 2000s, I mean, everybody dropping dead, including my partner, God rest his soul. But, I mean, he, 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 like I said, he, he will take care of the rehab. I mean, he, I mean, he insists. I don't know if it's a way of him, you know, making himself look good, you know, or he's just, you know, doing it out of the kindness of his heart. I'm not really sure the reason. But, uh, well, he's been around. He's been around wrestlers his entire life. I, I think maybe it's fifty-fifty. I think the fifty, the first fifty is I care about the people that help me build my business. But the other fifty is, like Gary said, well, it does I'm look a publicly traded company. Yes. I really need to boost my public image. But it's that first fifty that I want to grab onto because as a fan of this, since I was eight years old. I want to believe that the guy who runs it has a heart. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, when he did start doing this, I mean, he's been doing this probably. Uh, We're going on 40 years now he's been promoting. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying as long as I've known 30 years, I mean, once I was in ECW, I mean, a lot of guys that had worked for Vince that left these the WWE and went to ECW, some of them had problems and, and they had to go to rehab, you know, I mean, so it's been, it's been years that he's been doing it. I mean, but at that time, you got to remember they were working for him. Right. So, I mean, if they were an over, you know, character in his locker room who was making him millions and millions of dollars, he will yank you off the show and put you in rehab for 30 days and then bring you right back. It's funny you mentioned that because earlier this week I was talking with a friend of mine and we pointed out the Ultimate Warrior and British Bulldog who both got released at about the same time in the early 90s. They came back with a heavy push. And unfortunately, neither of them are with us anymore. No, and there's a lot of... There's, 
probably, I don't know, maybe 20 to 30 guys. I mean, just watch the one-night stand. Oh, my I mean, God. I'll, ne- I'll never forget the know, promo, promo you did. Right, for that night, I mean, it was very difficult. I mean, people don't understand. I'm in a... I'm in a catering room cutting a promo for everybody who passed, including my partner, you know, and I'm looking, you know, out there looking at Eddie and, you know, Benoit guys that are really tight with me, you know, and everybody's crying. I mean, people are in tears, you know, and it's, it was messed up, man. It was very yeah. hard for me to, I mean, I'm usually a one taker when it comes to promos, man, but this was a, the hardest promo I ever had to cut. And, you know, it also bothered me the way he wanted me to do it. You know, he told me, you know, be your character and then turn back into Gary Wolf and be yourself. And I'm like, okay. You know, oh, you... I, I mean, I put the first one. I thought I nailed it. Right. And, of course, you know, he's in the truck and he tells Tommy Dreamer, nope, do it again. Uh, do it again. You know, do it it's again. A... I mean, by the sixth or seventh time, I mean, I was ready to pull my hair out because it was starting to affect me now, you know, looking at these guys that are, you know, in tears in the locker room. They just lost very close friends, you know, and it's, I remember that night because I remember Steve had his own dressing room and I walked in there and he looked disgusted. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. And I look back, I look back at that promo and, uh, your beautiful woman, Candy, and I had a conversation about this exact promo is that while you're eulogizing Anthony, Mike Lazansky, Chris Candido, which was just weeks, just weeks after Candido lost his life to a blood clot. And again, I don't know the history of Candido. I don't know what he did behind the scenes. I don't know if he was a pill guy. I don't know if he was an alcohol guy. We're talking a lot of addictions here, whether it's gambling or sex or whatever. But there were a lot of guys that lost their lives. And when I, I remember right after our first interview with you, I put that, excuse me, I put that promo up and Candy reached out to me and she was like, oh, you don't know how hard it was for Gary. And I kind of got a glimpse of it. But today I really have a a larger appreciation for what you did that night at ECW one night stand in 2005. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you, I mean, a lot of people don't even know this, but I was supposed to be the first ECW guy to come out of that locker room that night to face the WWE wrestlers. Hmm. And I said no, because I was just uncomfortable about the whole situation. And, you know, they're like, Garrett, get up front, get up front. And I'm just like, nope. You know, I'm like, no, nah. I went out last. And right. I'll be honest with you. I mean, that was a decision that I made, which it was probably, it was a dumb decision. I should have came out first because I would have got a lot more exposure. But at the time, I was pretty upset. I mean, a lot of guys were. You know what I mean? Right. And I was pissed off. I'll be honest with you. I Understood. was pissed off. If, if you if you could give a piece of advice to your comrades back in the day, knowing what you know now in 2017 about drugs, about alcohol, about sex addiction, about gambling addiction, just being a celebrity, being out there in the public spotlight, if there was one piece of advice you could give to those guys, what would it be? Your health, your body, your mind is the most important thing. It's not about the money. Be healthy and live, you know, because, I mean, look what happened to the pitcher from the Philadelphia Phillies today. Oh. He was only 40 years old. We were just talking about you know? Roy Halladay earlier, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he, play, oh, he, he, he crashed his plane. 
Okay, shit happens. I mean, I don't know what if he had problems. I'm sure he had a lot of elbow surgeries, so I'm sure he was on pain gimmicks at one time. As far as Chris Candido, he broke his ankle. He had a blood clot, and that's how he passed away. Right. I'm not going to get into what he was doing or what anybody else right. was doing. I mean, the stories are out there, unfortunately, and they're all told by yeah, one person. I don't have to say anything. Right. Everybody does know, you know. But there is guys, like you said, they have sex addictions. I mean, you got to realize, I mean, you're in a ring wrestling, and you got rats, ring rats, all around the arena, you know, and security guards, I'm not going to lie to you. Security guards would come up to me while I'm wrestling, whisper in my ear, check that blonde's looking at you, she wants to talk to you, or this person wants to talk to you, you know, and I would look at the guy I'm working and be like, all right, red rocket right, man, throw me right over that fucking ring apron, run over the guardrail, and throw me right on her lap, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to lie, I had my problems, I'm not, I mean, I'm not innocent. You know, I, I remember being in Fort Lauderdale, uh, I was told somebody went to hook up with me, and it happens, and it happened. I walked out of the ring, didn't even go into the locker room, went right outside. I seen a van. She was sitting in the van. Never even dropped my <laughs> I dropped my tights, and that was it, brother. You know what I mean? So I mean, I had everybody has a problem. Nobody can do what they do and work as long as they work and not. Be on something. Understood. Right. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, I don't care if it's alcohol, you know, pills, steroids, whatever you're going to take. I mean, you're going to take it and you're going to be able to get it. And it's not going to be a problem. Absolutely. And I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight in regard to this because a lot of people, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners to our show who think that. Once again, we'll go back to one of our earlier interviews. Professional wrestling is not a sport, yada, yada, yada. You guys are out there throwing your bodies around 365 days a year. Like you said, 385 if you do double shots on the weekends. You know, you guys are out there performing at an athletic level, very high, and eventually the pain takes its toll. The being away from your family takes its toll. Sometimes you need something to numb you, whether it's gambling, alcohol, drugs, sex, etc., so forth. For you to join us tonight and throw a little insight onto this is fantastic. It is wonderful, and it maybe will throw a little a little shine for people to say, you know what, these are human beings too. Plus, you got to remember too, we were we travel a lot. You know, oh, we're on airplanes you. for 14 hours sometimes, 30 hours going to New Zealand or Australia. And it, you got to understand, too, in the oh, day, if you remember flying, I mean, I would get on an airplane, I would sit down before the flight even took off, and the stewardess would hand me four or five Jack Daniels bottles, you wow. know, and Coke, you know, without even questioning it. You know what I'm saying? They're... That's how it was back then. Nowadays, you know, you got to pay for it. It's different. But I, what I would say to everybody out there that's listening, check 3030 tonight. Oh, watch, absolutely. Watch the documentary of The Man. Okay? The Man which, of the business. Which one of you guys is going to throw the first woo? I got to know. Which one of you two? Let me explain something. He just, almost, he just saw the white light. Mm-hmm. Understand? So he now, I've never seen my man Ric Flair so humbled in my life. 
you know. God forbid the, the poor things that happened to his family, but just imagine, you know, what he went through. I mean, the guy had a plane crash, for God's sake, and broke his back and still came back, you know. So being in a coma for 10 days, I'm sure the man upstairs came down and said, all right, nature boy, it's time to rest. You can't be going out drinking every night. You can't be partying every night. You're, you're, not, you're not the young man you used to be, you yeah. know? <clears throat> Even though his age, he's still in fantastic shape. And it's great It's great that we still have him. And it's great that, uh, obviously, we're recording this tonight. I'm not going to see the documentary till I get home. I've been looking forward to it so much because Ric Flair was my guy, singles guy, back in, even still today, there's no one that tops Ric Flair. It's going to be great to watch this documentary, but I just heard an interview recently with the guy who uh, did the 30 for 30, Rory Karp, and he was humbled by the story he heard. And guys, if, if you want to go out and watch a great sports documentary, I said it here, sports, 30 for 30, Nature Boy Ric Flair. It's, it's the one you want to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, his, I mean, I know Rick, okay? And hearing him talk today, this morning, I heard him, you know, he came on, and this is after what happened. I never heard him talk like that. So what he went through was extremely eye-opening to him, you know? So, you know, like people don't realize it until – you know, something happens to you when you're sitting in the hospital. I, when I broke my neck, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I was sitting there saying to myself, what am I doing? Like, is this worth it? You know, I, 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 I should be dead. I mean, the doctor told me you should be dead. How? You know, he was even in shock. You know, I drove myself to the hospital. But you, you, know, came, just, just, but you came out on the other side. And that's the beautiful thing. And we can still sit here and talk to you today on November 7, 2017, and say that Gary Wolf is our friend, Pitbull is our friend, and he can contribute to what we're trying to bring to the masses. It's a, it's a rough business. People really don't have any idea if you're not in the business. So, you know what I mean? You know, you, you can talk all the talk you want, but you can't walk the walk, bro. And I'll, I'll prove it, you know what I mean? But and it's just the facts, you know. Uh, for being 50 years old, I'm still capable of working. You know, Absolutely. I will be going to England in February. Saw that. Okay, That's going to be a great match. Yeah, I hope absolutely. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm wrestling with guys that are ring technicians, you know, who have great experience, Japanese guys. I mean, wow. Two Cold Scorpio will be with me. Nice. Uh, Gordon might be coming down with us. I mean, so it's like I'm thankful that I'm still here because I was able to stop the things I was doing. That was hurting me. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and then, like I said, you know, I lived it because I have a partner who did pass away. And it's a horrible thing. You know, I lost Mike Levinsky. I lost Chris Candido. I lost, you know, Spicoli. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And people, you know, they may say, oh, you know, what are you talking about? Well, you know, Eddie Guerrero was a good friend of mine. You know, Chris Benoit was a good friend of mine. I mean, they were good people. Owen Hart was a great friend of mine. I mean, it's like, so don't tell me what you think you know, because I do know what I know. 
And, and that's I'm right. That's why we called you. Gary, thank you so much for your time. You always bring something special to this show. We all love you. And when I get to Florida, you're the first stop I make. We're going to have beer together, and maybe you'll super bomb me into the pool because Candy is dying to see you super bomb me into a pool. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll definitely do something, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf, thank you so much for stopping by. Have a good no one, brother. Problem, guys. Later, bro. Got it. Later. Pitbull out. All right. Another great time with Gary Wolf. Uh, real interesting to see the behind the scenes on the wrestling business. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as you go into and again, the wrestling business is no different than mainstream sports, is that once you're a celebrity, you have access to a lot of things, whether it's gambling, sex, drugs, alcohol. Um, I didn't bring it up when he was on the phone. I didn't have a chance to. Was um, There was an interview with, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gary Hart, not the politician, but the wrestling manager, Playboy Gary yeah. Hart, uh, Texas, NWA, et cetera. He was quoted in a documentary once as saying, when you show up at a party and you're a celebrity, you're immediately the guest of honor. All the drugs you want, all the alcohol you want, all the women you want, you immediately are the center of attention. And a lot of these guys That's go why through you this. go to the parties. Exactly. So for me... Part of that is, you know, I, I look at guys like in uh, 2008, I read Josh Hamilton's book. If you're not familiar with Josh Hamilton, he was a baseball player for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, the Texas Rangers. Uh, had a really bad drug addiction and came out on the other side. Unfortunately, he fell off the wagon again at some point. So they say that's when it's most dangerous too. When you like recover, then you go back. Oh, absolutely! And you, we just you, got a, we just got another like on the uh, Facebook, so that's good. You um, hear the horror stories all the time. People relapse, and that's the one that ends up right. Them. It's really sad. Josh Hamilton, when I read his book, was coming out of addiction. He was rebuilding himself. I remember vividly. Um, my wife at the time had moved herself and my daughter to Florida. I was supposed to meet them there a month and a half, two months later, which is what it is. And I remember sitting in a place called New York Pizza in Plainfield, Connecticut, watching the Home Run Derby that year. And Josh Hamilton just owned it. He crushed every ball in front of him. He set records that night. And I was like, wow, vindication. Here's this guy who came out on the other side and did good for himself. Come to find out, he eventually fell off the wagon again. And I don't know what his status is now. I didn't look it up. But um, reading Josh Hamilton's book was very eye-opening because it wasn't his fellow baseball players. It wasn't fellow athletes. It, were, it was fans that introduced him to the drug culture. And eventually he fell victim. And it took him a long time to climb out. And then he did great things with the Texas Rangers. He won that home run derby that year. I wish I could remember. Um, if anybody remembers what year that was, please chime in. I've got the Facebook open again. I don't have a whole lot of uh, comments here. I hope you guys were all listening to Gary Wolf's portion of the interview, which was very eye-opening. Mm -hmm. But to me, Josh Hamilton is one of those guys that, you know, when you come out on the other side, you should really fight 
and try to keep that clean. I, I, that's the only word I could use, that, that clean lifestyle. You should try to hold on to it. And unfortunately, from what I've read over the years, since 2008, 2009, he fell off again. And I don't know where he is now. If one of you guys wants to work the Google machine and tell me where Josh Hamilton is right now, please tell us because I know he fell off again. I know he failed a drug test. I know things went south for him. He could have been the next big thing, the next great thing. I came out on the other side. I won the home run derby in Yankee Stadium. That had to be 2008. I'm sorry. No, I just got it. The home run derby 2008, 28 home runs in the home run derby. No one had ever done that before. He was clutch. And he made that contest his bitch, and unfortunately, he fell off again. Um, that that and Ken Caminiti, which if you're not a baseball fan, Ken Caminiti was a huge steroid user. You look at Ken Caminiti over the years, and he becomes – he was a third baseman. He was uh, light and airy, but he still had power. And then as steroids came in, he had more power. And he wrote a book, and I read the book, and I read the interviews in Sports Illustrated – Ken Caminiti was so dependent on steroids that he couldn't see a day. And he said it in the SI interview. I can still remember the cover story was a baseball with two needles forming an X. And he just basically, came, it was after his retirement, he basically came out and said, I can't imagine my life without steroids. I can't go a day without jabbing myself and doing this. Wow. So this is, this is real. Oh, absolutely. It is. But they're human that's, beings. That's my other point, though. With everything else that you got throwing out here, man, um, I don't know about you guys, but we're seeing some pretty crazy, like, injuries. Um, just recently, the uh, wide receiver from the Bears. Oh, yes. His freaking knee literally went the other freaking way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's uh, he might even be losing his he got, leg. No, or... he got through the surgery. The vascular surgery was successful. They're okay. watching him day to day. It was uh, not unlike they, they said Bridgewater. in the article, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, same Fantastic fucking idea. Point. Um, it would be easy for me if they came out and said, okay, uh, Bears give are these guy. drugs? Are these drugs? Now, obviously, they can't do steroids anymore, but they, like everything else out there, you can find an alternative. Now, maybe these alternatives are weakening our athletes as much as they think they're strengthening them. Maybe. They're, they're really weakening them. I'm seeing some pretty crazy fucking injuries, a lot. Yeah. In the last three, four years, there's been some traumatic injuries in the NFL. The game has progressed. The game has moved forward. I understand it's faster. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying there's, it, it's progressed in a way that the injuries that they held, say, in Fran Tarkinson's day, or even Dan Marino 20 years ago. Right. The injuries are worse. The athletes are faster. The game is faster. Oh, fuck yeah. But when you're faced with a situation where they say, here, take this pill twice a day. Uh -huh. It'll kill the pain, et cetera, so forth. Instead of taking two a day, you take four a day, or you take six a day, or you take eight a day, or you take the whole bottle a day. Uh, I can't remember which athlete it was. It was a professional football player who said at one point he was taking 90 painkillers a day. 90. Wow. And then went back, played the game, and when he got popped for a dirty piss I test. I can't imagine. No. Because that's basically, if you break it down, you're you're awake 16 hours a day, give or take. Unless you're Loki, you're awake 22 hours a day. Yeah. 
That's basically like 12 pills an hour. Hell yeah. That's nuts. That's like a pill every five minutes. That's just. It's fucked up. Not just sports, though. I think uh, anytime you're in any kind of public entertainment, there's that pressure. You know, but they expect it from say it actors. They expect it from public rock fucking stars. office, right? <laughs> but here's the problem: when you lose a guy like Lane Staley from Alice in Chains to drug yeah. addiction, they go, "Oh, well, you know, he's a rock star, yada yada. He's supposed to well, do this." Well, that's the stigma, right? Th- that's the stigma they created in the uh, folklore behind. But if you music. lose a guy, I, say, and- I don't know. I don't know. Lt pretty much made that freaking. Lawrence Taylor was on my list. Yeah, stigma come right back to fucking sports. That's the difference. But when you lose a guy, like, and the first name that pops into my head, unfortunately, because we just had Gary on the phone, was Anthony Durante. Yeah. Lost his life to drug addiction. Who saw this coming? Oh, my God. How terrible is this? The wrestling business is so... I give a lot of credit to Vince McMahon for reaching out to former talent and saying, we want to help you. We want you to live to a ripe old age. If you have an issue, Scott Hall's done it seven times, and he's come out on the other side. Fuck yeah. Um, Would we still have Chris Benoit? Would we still have Eddie Guerrero? They both went through their personal demons, but Eddie came out on the other side, and unfortunately his heart gave out. Um, Eddie did a lot of shit, man. Why do you think, and I'm going to take leave for about, 30, as long 45. as you stretch over there real quick. Absolutely, before I go. Um, why do you think the other mainstream sports, NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, don't have the same program that the WWE has enacted when they are easily bigger, stronger? They have their, each individual has their own owners. It's that simple, man. Vince McMahon is... I'm going to reach now. Fuck it. <laughs> Vince McMahon is the owner of... The WWE of the company. Yep. Now think well, about he, it. Well, think about it. Now, he has. So he's, he's CEO, I think. Okay. Well, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Regardless, he has chairman. What? He has he's 60, controlling stake. Obviously, right? Exactly. He's got like what 60, 60 wrestlers under um, you know, a hundred and fifty like whatever's whatever you would call. Right. That's that's the owner of a football team. This is where I'll leave you. I want. I, I'm going to be listening from the other this, room. This but. is this is the owner of a football team. Now, with the and who's to know? We we would have to look it up to see if any. I, I'm I'm pretty sure if you look up Bob Kraft because Bob Kraft is he cares about his, his people. He right. really does. Okay. He's he's known about it. So I bet you if you look deep into it and you see Bob Kraft, I bet you Bob Kraft has something. Um, the owner of the Raiders there. I know he was a he was a big you know help his people out. I do understand that, you know, they don't have their own insurance. Um, they're football players. They have to do whatever they got to do, whatever, you know, obviously. The owners... NFL is no profit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, biggest, biggest crock of fucking bull crap in the world. But um, just just to say that, you know, it's all individually owned. It's it, it's hard to say, hey, can 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 the NFL do this? Um, the NFL? No, the NFL cannot. Can its teams? Maybe they do. We just have to look into it. I've never heard of it, but then again, I've never actually looked into it. I know the WWE has done it. 
absolutely. And he like like Pitbull is it, said, I, I think is it like... is it image? Is it image or is it because he's a good guy? I like to think it's because he's a good guy because he's grown up around these kids, you know what I'm saying, or around these wrestlers. When he was a kid, he's around some of these big fucking names. Then he, finally, he owns the company, and it's yeah, like it's, I think too, like when you when you have something like that and you're thinking long term, the last thing you want is you know this 80 year old wrestler, you know, going on the YouTube's now and he's right. got nothing to lose and be like Vince McMahon was the biggest fucking piece of no, you, yeah, exactly. You know, and then you're gonna you have like that. Kamala. You're gonna have like no, and then all you need is that one, two, three fans yeah. that just fucking completely back you up, and then boom, it gets blown up. You know, and that's especially with people that know what they're doing nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. um, so some people say Vince is more shrewd than his father was. I, I can. Nobody's see gonna it. fault him for that. Look, though. no, I no, but, but in this in this day and age, haven't we proven in in almost uh, in our 132 freaking shows that. We can freaking we've proven it's you have to be a shrewd person to a certain extent. There of course. is no there's there's certain ins and outs that you have to take of everything. This this world is a fucked up place. I mean, God, we just we've 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 seen it we've seen it just in a short amount of times of the of the shows that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to what you're saying before, I would really like I said I'd like to look it up to see if each, each individual owner does offer something like that. I know, um, especially I it's, when a player signs a contract or something, it's in their package. It's got maybe, maybe it's something or as the a lawyers. current player or as like a former performer. Now, see, former, former, we're, we're, thinking, we're thinking sports. Former, general, I can yeah. say, I, I will give that to McMahon. I, I don't think that's ever been done. I think that's no. A, and I look at Jeff Jarrett, and when I heard that news, I, I went, well, I, I went to the karaoke bit, and I'm was, like, dude. But wait, Jeff Jarrett was not exactly the model employee going out of that company and no he here we are Absolutely. almost 20 years later and Jarrett needs help and he reached out and Vince McMahon and company and I say and company because yeah. it is a publicly traded very big conglomerate that said you know what Jeff we're gonna pay for your rehab fuck yeah boom that. on him right now 100% good because it looks good for them too well, absolutely. But, it, but you're not going to be. And look, in the in the late '90s, there was um, Brian Pillman, there was uh, Louis Spicoli, there was Bam Bam Bigelow, there was Owen Hart, which was a tragic accident at a yeah. live event. Yeah. I think I think at the root of it, and I'd love to get him on the show, although we can't. But I'd love to have Vince McMahon be on the phone right now and just say, "Look, we care. You helped us pave this road." Whether it's uh, and and look, the Ultimate Warrior held him up for money and and fucked him over six ways to Sunday, and he brought him back and he did the Hall of Fame bit, and four days later the guy dies, and they've been heroizing him, canonizing him, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, I gotta I wonder, get off the wrestling bit, but I wonder he, what, he cares. I wonder what the Ultimate Warrior knew about Hillary. Mm. Good question, but some That's of the, a really good question. Some of the other addictions that we need to talk about. And one of the most glaring, uh, obvious subjects of this is gambling is Pete Rose. Um, you, you read a lot of the books by a lot of the former athletes, and you know me. I'm a book reader till the day, and it, it, real, honest, uh-huh. 100% biography. And you hear a lot of these guys get caught up in gambling. I have the money. I can bet on the horses. I can bet on this. I can bet on that. But the most glaring example is Pete Rose because he bet on his own sport. I know. Which is tacked in every locker room in Major League Baseball. It says if you bet on if you bet on baseball, you're gonna you're gonna be fucking thrown out. Yeah. And Pete Rose has come clean. 
He said it. I know he lied about it way back in the day, yeah. but that was a that was his gimmick, and he was like, no, 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 I didn't do this. This is all bullshit. He came clean, and they still won't let him in the Hall of Fame. The hit king. Nobody has hit more baseballs than Pete fucking Rose. Still can't be in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because of codicil in the contract that you signed, and this is where I agree with it. Yep. Do I think Pete should be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They should have a wing dedicated to Pete Rose, but he can't. You know why? Because in his contract it said, don't bet on baseball. Um, he did. But it's there. How many guys are betting on games, whether it's their game or other games, or they're just betting in general? Um, I can't remember his name. was a football player for the Giants years ago, tight end. They called him Rambo. You were a Giants fan back in the day, in those days. I can't remember his name. I just know they called him Rambo. Had a real bad gambling addiction. Oh, and yeah. Nearly cost him everything. Yeah. Why? Because he always thought the money would keep rolling in, and I can bet on this, and I can bet on this. And when he made money here, he lost money here. He was breaking even, and eventually the shit caught up to him. He was out. Yeah. No, that's... Go to the Google Gamb- machine, guys. Tell me who Gamb- Rambo was. Gambling, Gambling's huge. Uh, not Oates, right? No, Oates was running back. No, it wasn't Oates. I can see. I can see it was number eighty. Fuck, I can see uh, him. Mark Bavaro. Mark Bavaro. Oh yeah. Let's give it up to producer extraordinary focus. That was fantastic. Wrote about it in his book that he had a really bad gambling addiction. There was there was between gambling. Um, uh, you brought up the sex edition, which. Which, by the way, they have proven otherwise. They have proven that that is not actually a disease. Surprise. Surprise. Okay, wait for it. All people are guilty. Surprise. Surprise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, The population is proof. All people are guilty. Yeah. Eddie, get your fingers ready. I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. Yeah, I know. I don't do this often. The devil. Even now, the evil seed of what you've done germinates within you. I'm a fan of it! <laughs> you should have had uh, Mama Boucher in that thing. Seriously. I just grabbed a couple clips, man. I, I was know. in a hurry. It doesn't matter. Mama Boucher would have been there. That's the devil! Oh, Where no, I did try. I did, actually. There's nothing. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I tried to get Adam Sandler saying, "Look, Ma, it's the devil," and show Dick Clark, but that was fa- that would have been fantastic. Um, I understand that. You know, we, we can talk about years ago where they said, "Oh, this addiction is not real, and this addiction is not real." And we're in 2017, and I know that titty sensitive group is going to say, "This is this is a real addiction. This is a real addiction." I've read a lot of books by people who say they had a sex addiction. One of them being one of your heroes, Bret Hart, right? Who actually got treated and is now happily married to his one, two, three, fourth wife. But because for the first three, hey, I'm married. I love you. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go out on the road and hit this rat and this rat and this rat and this rat. And he was just fucking anything that had a two ho- two tits, a hole, and a heartbeat. But do I'm not going to say that it's not real. I'm not going to say that it's real. I'm just saying that there's a possibility that sexual addiction is real. Jake the Snake Roberts, if you watch the Resurrection, right? Jake it, the isn't, Snake, isn't will it tell an you the addiction, or is it is it a mindset? Is it is it more of a control thing? Like, there's uh, addiction means you have to 
like okay, so so my my point is this: like if you if you lock up Bret Hart or Tiger Woods mm-hmm. in a room for one week, are they going to get the shakes from not having sex? Yeah, because from my, I've always felt like if there was, or such would they a be in there as, peeling the banana by if, themselves? If there was such a thing as a sex edition, I'd be hopping on every girl in the room. Like just literally, regardless of whether girl, boy, guy, boyfriend, dog, was there or whatever, go, right, whatever. Right, exa- yeah, exactly. And, you know? and and these are this isn't this isn't an addiction. This is a, a circumstance. This is an excuse, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. This is look at heroin. Right or wrong doesn't stop you from stealing money from your friend to buy heroin. <laughs> right. Exactly. But is that an addiction versus sex, where you would just go out and okay. poke the first thing you saw? Okay. No, sex. I... Sex addiction. Uh, sex addition. Uh, addiction. Are you are you speaking English? Addiction. Thank you. Put Get it the this dick way. out your mouth. <laughs> Sex addiction. See, <laughs> I was I was trying to. Um, Take the dick out of your mouth. I was addiction. addiction. Dick. I was having addiction. A, addiction. Gotcha. The the problem there is if I throw a sex object in front of you, in front of your wife, are you going to take it? No. It's got to be circumstance. It's got to be. You're on the road. Your wife is nowhere next to you. It's at a pool. Okay. You're drunk. You're fucking... Another devil's advocate question. If you're a heroin addict and your wife says, no more heroin, are you going to do it in front of her or are you going to try to find a way to do it so she doesn't know? Absolutely. But you're still going to fucking... Same, same. Still gonna I get it. you, but same, same. Uh, three questions I had for the round table before we close out the show, do top 10 and get all our plugs in. Um, why are there not more rehabs for sports, whether it's gambling, sex, drugs, alcohol? I still say take sex off that addiction. Okay, we'll take sex off the table. Why are there not more rehabs? Do you know what cured Bret Hart? Alimony. Here it comes. That's what cured Bret Hart. The first time, the second time, or the third time? The third time, which he was probably like, you know what? Let me see your checkbook. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me. His first wife probably got more than she deserved. Seriously, I'm just four saying. kids. He was the champ throughout the run. If you've never seen Wrestling with Shadows, go find it wherever you steal your favorite videos from. Uh-huh. That large woman is his wife, and she probably got everything. Everything, including the pink tights, the belt, the fucking jacket with the tassels and all that bullshit. And she was a mean, nasty woman. If you watch that documentary, she was nothing but mean and nasty. Why did he? Why did you marry her in the first well, place? Well, that's not a sex addiction. That's him just being unhappy. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. See, addiction. I'm buying it to an extent. Addiction, like I said, is you have to like you totally. You don't get it, and then you you get in the shakes. You getting all fucking. You getting fucked up, dude. You getting fucked. Yeah. I I'm saying like I've never been addicted like that. So. I'm just saying like well, Tiger Tiger to looked drugs. Yes, but Tiger looked pretty good on the fucking courts, regardless of whether he got fucking. Pussy that night before. He's probably getting blown on the ninth hole. Not during a live. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it, it. I don't know. It's just one of those things where like I always hear it. I'm just like, okay, you got caught. Right. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. I'm sorry. I think it's an excuse. Like okay. I understand you're going to sneak around, just like you said. Yeah. Either way, absolutely. The problem with that is like with with the addiction, there is a certain. There's a certain aspect that you can't control, and I really do think you can control this. To, to be fair, um, I don't I don't know if this happens with guys, but I do know there's there's a medical condition with women where they're in a constant state of arousal. 
you know, where yes, they can never that. be satisfied. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, one girl killed herself over it mm-hmm. because her parents were like uber religious and she couldn't help herself. Saw that. You know, and she ended up killing herself. I mean, that's a real medical condition. Right. But here's the thing. It didn't, it didn't cause her to run from dick to dick to dick to dick. Matter of fact, she had trouble with relationships because she was never satisfied. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and even the guy she was with would get overwhelmed. Like, I can't fuck that much. So I just don't buy the sex edition thing. A hundred percent, maybe ninety, maybe ten percent. I buy, I buy the psychological aspect of it. Right. I don't think anyone's going to die from not having sex. Right. Absolutely. But the physical aspect of of the addiction, no, I don't buy it. I, I, I believe it's, it's, it's an excuse. Yeah. And I believe it's, it's, it's like you say, horseshit. You know, how do I? Wait, 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 wait. How do I say it? Horse shit. Because if you're single and you're fucking a lot, are you addicted? Are you just Fucking a lot. <laughs> the buck tooth beauty and the northern cutie? You're fucking a lot. You know, and, You're fucking a lot. And like sometimes you get into a relationship after fucking a lot. Sometimes it's an adjustment, you know, and then you bump into a few that you were kind of banging once in a while. And, yep. You know, and you're just like, hi, hey, d- please don't suck my dick. <laughs> Can you- no. It's- All right. I'll buy that to an extent because then you have the folks that maybe had a minor trauma in their life. And say, I suffer from PTSD, which now in 2017, if I were to, f- you know how you should do that thing in, in oh, yeah. school where you flick somebody's ear and they go, ow. Well, nowadays people go, oh, behind, you get right behind it. PTSD, PTSD. Or if you happen to yell at them, ah. They say PTSD. Oh, the PTSD. Dudes that got they got PTSD from the Trump 2016 in, in chalk. Remember exactly. that? Exactly. It's just, just totally disrespectful to real people with we, PS- we have yeah. to We it's have like, to realize that in the world we live in right now, we, we can't be jaded by this. I'm not saying sex addiction is real. I'm not saying sex addiction. addiction. See, I can't even get the dick out of my see? mouth. I feel like Mrs. Murica. Um All I'm saying is we can't discount it, but we can't prove it. Is that good enough for no, you? Absolutely. Okay. No, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just... I. See, I, I I think, like I said, it's an excuse. You you yeah. can turn around and you could be like, "Dude, I was addicted to heroin," and you're like, "Damn, Here's dude, holy I, shit!" I, I am. I'll freely admit this. I am overly critical to the whole psychological addiction thing. Like, I really. Oh, am. I agree. I really am. Like, okay, someone someone actually said to me one time, "I'm like, I'm addicted to pot." No, it's not. Like, Fuck! Someone's just like I'm. It's like I'm addicted. Give to, me my Pepsi. I can't I'm addicted. Drink I'm addicted to Coke. Fuck. I can't stop. And it's like, okay. Someone says they're addicted to heroin. Yes. Okay. Your body grows a dependency. You have the shakes. You know. It's hard. Exactly. It's hard to quit. Alcohol. Same thing. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. It has. It is. Same been, fucking thing. Okay. It right. has been medically proven that you cannot be hooked on marijuana. It's been proven. Oh, and absolutely. why it's still illegal? Money. Government money. Can't regulate. Interesting. And I've said I've said to someone before who was just like, oh, I'm addicted to Coke. I can't stop. I actually said to him, like, no, you're an asshole and you don't want to stop. Exactly. You and can't stop. Like, well, that's insensitive. I'm like, you, you want me to you, fucking, you want me to stroke your dick? There's you want nothing. You How about you're being insensitive to your whole fucking family? I'm like, if you want to stop, you'll stop. Good I'm, point. Trust me. I've done some Coke. I've done a lot of coke. Mm-hmm. I've done more coke than I, I probably should have, and I've never had a problem walking away from it. Yeah, I it, could probably do a lot right now and still go home. Last question: 
do you think that the major sports, and I, I'm going to throw professional wrestling in there. We'll start with professional wrestling, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL. We'll throw UFC into the mix. Should have a peer counseling type thing where someone who was addicted comes in and says, hi, I'm Lawrence Taylor, or hi, Ken Caminiti can't do it because he's dead, but hi, I'm Josh Hamilton. Let me explain to you the dangers of this. Hi, I'm Gary Wolf. Not to throw you under the bus, Gary, but you said you had your demons as well. Hi, I'm Gary Wolf, Pitbull number one. Let me explain to you the road you're about to go down. Do you think that these sports should have a peer counseling unit? I think it's I mean, entirely up to them. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 owner. It's I definitely up to the owner. It's a good idea. I'm not trying to say it's not a good idea. Uh, the the other the other problem is I don't I don't know if you remember. That whole uh, veteran take a rookie under their wing thing the NFL did for a little while there. Sure. Do you remember that and how much of a disaster it was? They ended up. Getting, I, I don't. They remember. ended up getting more wasted and then they were supposed to be. You know, they were supposed to be taking care well, of. Well, when you're hanging out with Michael Irvin and right, Mark exactly, Taylor. exactly. There you go, exactly. So regardless, um, my my point is, it's you need to, you know, I mean. No, I'm good. I'm burping. I'm trying not to burp in the microphone. I'm like, I'm like, the last thing you guys want to hear is me burping. I'm, like, right. I'm with you. Thank you. I was checking, man. I You're welcome. Checking. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. I think I think we're about ready to uh, get into that that top uh, top ten. All right then. Think- well, with that in mind, I will say to Eddie, as we say every week, Eddie. I like some pussy before I die. Roll the power oh, thing. Before you die. Oh, you're just reaching, bro. I'm convinced. I'm convinced now. Every time we play this scroll. The band like just starts sneezing like someone's talking about him. I think that Joey Tempest and whoever he's got backing him up says to me, or says to their band, says, "Oh look, they're playing our song again. It's not just Geico; it's the Loken Jabroni show." Okay. Um, I, I think I think Geico hasn't tried to sue us or something. Really? I think the only cool thing about that band is his last name. Joey Tempest. That's it, yeah. Uh, Crystal Key has joined us. She said she is just in time, and yes, you are, because this is going to be one of the most epic top ten lists for all the wrong reasons. But while Eddie's away, I want—I really want to wait for Eddie to hear this. Um, y'all know, you know who Joe Santagato is. Oh, yeah. Does a lot of great videos. We've stolen some of his gimmicks, and uh, we do them every now and again. Poops. The poops, uh, the Mad Libs, etc. Let me get a swig of beer to Joe Santagato. But recently he did a video about, you know, the crazy people of the Internet, and he introduced me to a particular author. And that author's name is Dr. Chuck Tingle. Tinkles. No, Tingle. Trust me on this. Uh, he's a self-published author. He's been writing books since 2014. He has 33 books with more to come because he keeps promising people there's going to be more Chuck Tingle books out there. And after we watched, Angela and I, we watched the video, and I, I saw the the thing go up. We looked up Chuck Tingle, and wow, 
Of the 33 books, these are the top 10 Dr. Chuck Tingle book titles available on Amazon.com that you can get by using our affiliate link at www.lokinjourney.com. My honorable mention is Breaking the Fourth Butt, Eight Hot-to-Trot Meta-Tinglers. But. But. Remember that word. Number 10. He touched the butt. Space Raptor Butt Invasion is one of his books. But. Number nine, Pounding in the Butt by My Own Butt. Pounding in the Butt. By My Own Butt. Butt. Number eight, butt. Helicopter Man Pounds Dinosaur Billionaire Ass. These are all real books, kids. You can go out and get them at Amazon.com if butt. you go through the Loki Jabroni Show website. Butt. Not ass, butt. Please feel free to buy Eddie Jake's books first. Number seven, My Ass is Haunted by the Gay Unicorn Colonel. Butt. That's a real book, folks. I'm telling but. you, these are real. Number six, Pokey Butt, go, pounded by but, them all. But, pounded by them all. I told you this would be the most times we said butt in a five-minute interval. Number five, Buttception, a butt but. within a butt within a butt. But. Number four, <laughs> I was shared by the Chocolate Milk Cowboys. But. But. You notice how Cowboys was in there? Cowboys. Cowboys. Number three, slammed in the butthole by the by my concept of linear time. But, but I'm having too much fun listening to Loki say butt. But <laughs> here comes number one's going to be Eddie's favorite. Number two, anally yours, the gay unicorn sailor. <laughs> I got no butts. I got no butts for that one. All right, and the longest title on the whole thing, number one is. <clears throat> I got to clear my throat. <clears> throat> Number one, Donald Trump pounded in the butt by the but. handsome Russian T-Rex who also peed in his butt and then blackmailed him with the videos of him getting peed in the butt. You wrote that butt. No, I did not. Go look it up. But. Dr. Chuck Tingle. He is an actual but. self-published author. He sells but. his books, 33 titles on Amazon. Go look him up, and I'm going to challenge you. I'll, I'll fill time. Look up Dr. Chuck Tingle and tell me that I'm wrong. But uh, no, 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 no. Challenge accepted right here. I'm going to crack my beer and I'm going to wait for Eddie to go look it up. Bring but. it. Bring it. Find it's all fake. It's all in the butt. Doing the butt. Ow. Sexy, sexy. I don't even know any other part of that song but that. <laughs> See? See? He all found it. Long. Tell the people. Yay, yay. Uh huh. I see 12 books. Oh, there's 33. Look on his wiki page. Did you just did you just do the football gimmick right there? All right, I gotta throw this out here real quick before I wrap this up. But okay. there's not a single book on here that's under like four stars. I know. <laughs> that's what when Angela and I credit to Angela for giving me the idea of this top ten. Um, we looked him up and we went to Amazon and he had four stars, four stars, five stars, four. Look at him. Look at Eddie go. Can you guys see him right now? Dr. Chuck Tingle's Complete Guide to Sports. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> Crystal, who's your boyfriend? Tell me real quick, because uh, you, you made the mention on the uh, on the feed. He's my boyfriend. Who, Dr. Chuck Tingle? Tingles. Yeah, right? Well, I have a feeling your boyfriend might be gay. <laughs> Possibly, with all the books he he's written the about. But he likes butts. anybody other than Ed with the Nana Roro gimmick... That you have. Right. Does anybody have anything to plug going forward? 
before we close this out. Star Wars. Oh! Star Wars, baby. And don't um, forget, for my birthday, Justice League, buy them tickets, Fandango, all over. Go to the Loki and Jabroni show and get them tickets now. www.lokiandjabroni.com. Click. It, it's right up at top. Ed don't we have a game? It, we have Ed a made game a point. Too, right? What's that? Don't we have a game A game affiliate? Uh, you can get uh, cheaptickets.com for games and stuff like that. No, no, no. Video games? I thought we had a... Not yet. Turtle Beach. Oh, oh we Turtle have Turtle Beach. Beach. Right. Yeah, if you Guys, like Turtle Beach hardware. Yeah, the Turtle on the Beach. Front page. We got that because Star Wars Battlefront 2 is coming out for my birthday, too. So you want the best headphones possible for those type of games. Amen. Trust me. Uh, quickly, his birthday, two weeks, from, two weeks from now, November 18 is the day we celebrate. I'm, ce- I'm celebrating the 17th, too. I'm running around. I know. I'm going to the uh, Epicure Brewing thing in nice. Mystic. I want to check that out. Um, the, uh, the movie comes out, obviously. I would love to get my hands on a couple of them tickets. Mm-hmm. And you can do that through www.lokingjabroni.com. Click the Fandango link. Throw some, throw some love our way. Tell your friends. Uh, Crystal says Joe Sanagato is her boyfriend. Does Joe know this? Seriously. Does Joe know that he's your boyfriend? I just want to know. I would check with I that. I got to know. I, I, just, I, would, I, I would, have to I know. Would try, I, would, I, would, I would double check that. Because then my next question is, does Joe know we're stealing a lot of his gimmicks, but we're having fun with it? So. Does does. Does, does Joe take the lotion from the basket and rub it on its skin? Quite possibly. I think Joe does. Um, real quick, another plug. Uh, Carol LaPointe, you're joining late, but thank you for joining. Uh, CNJ Speedway Review goes off every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on your YouTube channel. Find us on YouTube. Eddie is the producer. I'm one of the co-hosts. Corey Huffnagel is the other co-host. We talk racing, and we don't cuss when we do it. So it's family-friendly. Sit your kids down. They want to talk about racing. A lot of great stuff coming up, especially this week. This is going to be the happiest week so far in the CNJ Speedway Review because Kevin Harrick came home in first in Texas, and he's punched his ticket to the Final Four in Miami. I got got to say, too, Corey's a nice little addition to the whole... He really is. He's, He's a stat guy. Oh, my God. If you've never, I've never w- seen anybody vomit numbers like, like he does. Oh, my God. I thought I was a stat guy. This dude buries me. But I love it. And it, like I said, I think it was in week nine, I said, you're the stat guy. I'm the passion and the heart and the anger, which is not too much different from what we do here. But, my God, Corey goes all out. He, he probably does this from the time he wakes up after the – you know, the Monday after the race on Sunday, he watches the truck race on Friday. He watches the Xfinity race on Saturday. The I, imagine, race on I Sunday. imagine Corey still has that bed from when he was a kid that's shaped like a car. The race wakes car? Wakes up from yeah. that. He's got his NASCAR sheets. He drinks some NASCAR beverage that's been, like, expired for 20 years, but he bought every case left. Like I'll tell you what. I'll call him up. We'll bring him on Tuesday night just to talk maybe for five minutes, maybe ten minutes, whatever. However long you say it's okay. I'm looking at you right now. How how, how long do you say we give Corey to just pimp the fucking side podcast? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, because I want you to get in on the side podcast gimmick. You've had the, the gaming thing in your mind forever, and I want you to really get out there and do it because the Focus Digital Network, however you want to put it, Valhalla gimmick, schnabitzfernum.com, uh, No Show Valhalla Jones. Valhalla is the studio. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no Show Jones, whatever. Um, the Crippled Crab with a Crutch, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Do you have anything else to plug? 
Your birthday, was, my was, birthday, that's, CSW. That's what I did. Yeah, we, we we plugged the hell out of it, man. Fucking love you guys. Absolutely, Thank you for guys. tuning in every single week. Five star review on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to CNJ Speed Review. Subscribe to his YouTube channel so you can see all the gaming gimmicks. Eddie Focus is writing books, so buy them right now. Go to Amazon.com through the Loken Jabroni Show.com. Yada yada, sis boomba. I'd rather you buy them through my webpage, which is EddieJakes.com. Do it. Very simple. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Make sure you visit those affiliates. Make sure you get them tickets. I'm going to go home and watch AJ Styles win the championship that you already spoiled for me. Told you. I love you. Good night.